I don't think we did. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure we did. It wasn't on the list. Well, if we did, you guys know the outcome of it. Yeah. The main one I yeah he dominated that fight. We talked about that. After that is that dude Bruce Carrington. Um, if you don't know the name or the nickname Shushu, just look it up and you'll see the knockout. You'll oh yeah, I saw that. And that's the one I showed you. Um, in 2022, we're in the month of March, and this dude has two KTFOs for the year. Yeah. No, he was um, a lot of us. A lot of us did watch it. Actually, we didn't watch it. I was in L.A. with my boy Jermaine uh, for his birthday. Man, shout out to him. Um, we were watch- we were watching that, and he came through nice one-two combo with that left hook. Man, just ended up punishing him and putting him down. The last time I saw somebody do like a combo that knocked somebody down like that was my man Benavidez when he knocked Even out. Benavidez. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, everybody, everybody knows that it's gift. Seven, seven punch combo. The seven the punch combo right there. It was the Tekken movie hit him with. Bruce Carrington, Shushu. We, I think we need to be aware of nicknames like this. We've got Boo Boo, Shushu. Anytime, if we get a nickname that, if this is a nickname his mama still gave him, be careful of that man in the ring. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Because he got in the boxing, in the training camp, through the Golden Gloves, and they still called him Shushu. And how many guys made fun of that? Not many, probably. Now, but well, the, you can only make fun of him so uh, so long until you got to get in the ring and spar with him. So, that's a, I think I think a lot of people were aware of this more before me because of my man Boo Boo. They're like Boo Boo. That's that's got to be a deadly guy. Just, <sighs> just don't talk about him. Just don't talk about him. That's what happens. But Bruce Carrington, that's the up and comer. Um, his first knock KTFO was a four round fight schedule. This one was a six round scheduled fight, um, and he's definitely an up and comer. Now, one up-and-comer was Blair Cobbs, yep. and he went against Alexis Roca. Can you pull up Alexis Roca? Um, Alexis Roca, we know him. That's R-O-C-H-A. Yeah, right? I believe yeah. like the kid. Um, Alexis Roca, if, if, if my memory serves me correct, and, and it, it doesn't always, um, I believe he's from Oklahoma, and he lost to Maurice Hooker, got knocked out in his hometown and, and then Karma of course came back around Murray Super when he lost his title in his hometown if, if if it's the same guy. Okay. But Blair Cobbs was the comeback he's the up and comer, trained by Freddie Roach, um, on this fight card and was very confident and excited up until about the second round is when Alex Alexis Roca definitely the more experienced, better resume fighter, kicked into high gear and slowed this dude's growth down. And this is one of these things where people, the only people that have a problem with this part of boxing are are new MMA fans. Right? What are you talking about this part of boxing? Where this up-and-comer, like Alexis Broca, I don't think we have seen him since his main event fight where he lost. Uh, but, he's 19-1 with 13 knockouts. And uh, when he lost, he lost to Rashidi Ellis. Rashidi Ellis, okay. In 2020. Okay. And that's his only loss on there. And Blair Cobb's up-and-comer, no loss. And this is one of the things where Blair Cobbs is the guy who's getting set up to win. Alexis Roca, here's your chance back into the limelight, right? And now, which one of these guys are we giving? What's weird with boxing sometimes is even though Alexis Roca gets the win over the money guy, they're both are probably going to go down a name on the card, right? Yeah. And that's and that's just kind of how boxing works. And that's one of those little things that people hate about. So boxing. hold on, man. You know, I'm, I'm with you on every yeah. aspect, but what do you mean? That's the reason why MMA fans elaborate well, on that. They, they would try to talk smack about it. like, well, dude gets one loss in boxing, his career is over. Eh, a lot more money involved too. Right? A lot more money involved. But I mean, in, 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 we we talk about it on a daily basis here, oh, man. Right. With the with the ones and the twos losses is because uh, actually we got a fight that we're talking about with a two loss fighter now, and yes. it's and there were we'll get into that later. We'll get on into down that down one so. there. 
And it's crazy. That just shows you how valuable every fight is. It's, it, exactly. Because we have, a, we're going to, we get to pick a fight that's coming up this weekend uh, for same, same scenario for another fighter. But even with the MMA, when they talk all the smack, it's you, when they want to say boxing's dead, then why are the MMA fighters calling out the best boxer, right? Boxing's dead. But they can't get no money. They want to call That's, out the best boxer. Because boxing's where the money's at. Now, also, now I'm asking this. This is going to be one of those rhetorical questions because, like, you know, I, I figure I'm smart, man. I'm smartest man I know. So how do you negate, like, something when it comes to, we talk about that, the ones, twos, it actually lost it. As long as you're a good fighter, you're going to get fights. I've said this a thousand times. How do you fix that? Do you keep padding the records when they're young? Or do you give them fights straight off the back to where they are? Because you don't want to ruin a person's career and their confidence too early. It, it, I, I honestly don't have an answer for that. Because the thing is, I'm going to yes. watch them. I'm going to watch them regardless. Well, and no, this what, is another thing too. I bring it back to boxing and MMA because I feel like in, in MMA you 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 have to face defeat sooner than later than in boxing. Because sometimes in boxing people are so much better, so much better until they meet that one guy. Versus MMA. You could have every, you could be the guy and just get tapped out by making a mistake, right? Yeah, and that's and that's one of those biggest differences there. And I don't know if we can make it, but it's imperfections that make it perfect. Yeah, that is true, and it probably shouldn't be changed and can't be changed. So it's one of those, it's one of those things. It's like I'm glad it's not my profession because yes. I think it's too many things that's riding on every yeah, single yeah. fight until you yes. get actually established, yes. where you can have the two fights, the one or two fights a year, and then live comfortably. Where early in your career, you know you're, you know. You're sitting here trying to make these ends meet by fighting 12 times a year because you have to. I was telling this to somebody when I had the fights on at work. And it was like, I'm like, see these female fighters here fighting right now? One of them are probably going to have to get up and go to work on Monday. You know what <laughs> for, I'm saying? And that's just the reality. Unless, unless she uh, took a sick leave or PTO or something like that. Maybe you already had an Instagram presence. Like what <laughs> we're going to talk about here. Oh, now, yeah. this next one is, is, is proof that racism only exists in America. Is Lee Wood versus Mick Conlon. Uh, by the name Mick Collin, of course. Now, no racism is everywhere, bro. It is everywhere. It's 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 the best and funniest parts of life. Oh, now, Lee Wood. That's the worst take. You continue. You love the Chappelle Show, Lee Wood. So this guy, I, I was aware of the name. I knew he was a belt holder. And even going into this fight, they were like Mick Collin. He's basically the champion in waiting. Probably shouldn't have said that out loud, right? Mm-hmm. But this is. If you haven't seen this fight, just the fight is so good, the highlights 13 minutes because you can't make it shorter. Right? Yeah. We just watched the Tim to Zoo highlight. The mm. recap on that was 59 seconds. 59 seconds. This one is 13 minutes long. I can't think. What was the last time you've seen a fight like off the top of your head, a back and forth battle that ended in a dramatic fashion? The, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to say the last time because it's probably more recent than that, but you... Uh, ooh, no, because that doesn't even count. I was going to bring up... Um, I was going to bring up uh, Follow the Taxi Drivers uh, oh. Senior. Chavez Senior yeah. and... Uh, Which one? Meldrick Taylor? Meldrick Taylor. Yeah. Meldrick Taylor. But that was one-sided dominance the whole fight yes. and ended up getting... The first, getting cleaned at the end. So the first two fights that just popped in my head after this one, one was uh, Zepeda versus Baranchek. It was a fight of the Ivan year. Baranchek, yeah. When Ivan Baranchek got knocked out, and then Berto versus Ortiz, the first fight. Those are just the first two fights that just popped in my head, and that kind of action, in that kind of action. I'm surprised you didn't go with a Chico Corrales and Castillo. I would have, but 
it it wasn't the first one because it's so far back, and that's just gotcha. an iconic iconic fight. And, and it's, it's it's the bar; it's up here. Like we know that. Hey, guess what? You're in this category now. Yeah, pretty much. You couldn't. Mm-hmm. You still didn't top it, but it was something similar as far as them exchanging blows. Lee Wood got knocked down twice in early in the fight, mm-hmm. battled back, and you see him close the distance in there. And, yeah, and then Mick Conlon, man, just he, he did the Hopkins, man. No, he didn't do a Hopkins. You know what Mick Conlon did? He did. He did a Mick. He did a Mick Conlon. He did the thing that we were always worried about. What he's doing, which we called out from the beginning of his career. He's a great talent. He came in at the same time as Shakur Stevenson. But we said the reason why Mick Conlon is not going to have an illustrious career or he'll take more punishment is because he likes taking the punishment. I mean, he's an Irish fighter. That means something. You know, just like Mexican fighters, they're going to get in there and they're going to they're going they're going to fight and they're going to take shots when they're not supposed to or not want to. And those are the, and those are the things. It's just like, I kind of want to like, I kind of wish we were towards the end of the show. So like after we talked about all the fights, we can make references to them yeah. because we still got to get to them. But these type, these are the type of things that when you run into, when you run into a fighter who takes a lot of punishment, it changes you as a fighter. So, I mean, he's, this kid is still, I mean, he, so he's 16 and one now. With eight KOs. Now, this is a fight. This is a fight that we didn't cover last show, last episode. This was a couple of weeks. This is a couple of weeks ago. So we're when did this fight? I almost happen? feel like you know. This and, was, and even yeah, this we, was the twelfth. And when you say that, March. I feel like I disrespected Lee Wood, and this is how the universe pays us back. I don't think you necessarily disrespected Lee Wood because Lee Wood is you know he was twenty five and two, yeah. so he's uh, twenty six and two now with sixteen knockouts. Now he's you're talking about an experienced boxer who's you know who has. You know, ten more uh, fights than you know Mike Conlon. So he's see he's seen more, and he's able to he's you know he's able to do more. Man, that experience is really huge in boxing. It's like yeah, it is. So so it, I don't think you disrespect him. I think you when you see somebody like a Mick Conlon, or especially when somebody's been televised as much as Mick Conlon has, you know, yeah. whether it's the Olympics or whether he's a professional now, you just kind of see what kind of fighter he is, and he doesn't have a lot of folds. No, nope. he's 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 not a boxer. He's a fighter. He's sure. gonna go in there. Sure. He can. He's he's a he's a puncher boxer, not a boxer puncher. One thing I love about Irish fighters is even in the wake of defeat, it's like they still like he, his first line that he said when he woke up. He's, he said he woke up. He looked around. He said, "Did I lose?" Uh, uh, you know. Yeah. And that's his reaction versus like protesting it, not even know what's going on. He didn't have to sit up on the stool and sit for a while. He was like, "Oh man, did I lose?" So, but I think Mick Collins gonna bounce back. I say they run it back right away. Run it back. Run it back right, right away. away. Yeah. Because it was such a good fight. And I don't think it would, it would probably come in dead even, mm-hmm. like as far as for betting odds. Because I'm pretty sure Big Conlon was a, was a favorite going into it. But with them coming on, on that But one, getting knocked out of the ring, did you even see that coming too? Yeah. It's like he got cornered and knocked out of the ring. I did not see. And then, you know what it's uh, – He like got slept, slumped, when you, and when fell. You, and also, when he knocked down Lee Wood in the beginning, the first round, you kind of sit there and admire your work, and you kind of think, "I got this." It's like, oh, "Okay, if I was able to knock him down this early," and then, but then, hey, shout out to his corner, Lee Wood, because they gave him great instructions in there after the knockdown. You got to shake it off, and they 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 coached him into that. And you fight, and you fight back. You never lose. Con- this is not the sport where you can lose confidence, man, at, at all. Too so, you know, shout out to Lee Wood for keeping his confidence, composure, and being able to fight and know that you have enough. If you have enough time, man, anything is. It's one thing I loved about Michael Jordan. He said, he's like, I never lost. I just ran out of time. And I think that's great, too, because it's just like, hey, 
give me an, on a long enough timeline, I can come back and I can win this. Right. And that's what Lee Wood did. I thought that was incredible. That was an incredible fight. Fight of the year candidate so far. And I don't know, even with the fight cards we have coming up, I'm not sure if anybody's going to be able to top it. it. The zone's been putting on pretty good cards. One of them I'm going to touch here next is just because I follow her on Instagram. I'm a big yeah. fan. Everybody Miss, follows her. <laughs> everybody does. Miss Abaney Bridges. And it, you know, Ebony. The, Ebony Bridges. You know what the worst thing about it is, is that... Um, I always follow her on Instagram. I know about everything. And then I go to stare on the fight. I'm like, who is this fight? Yes. <laughs> I don't recognize her. Uh, you with know, the sports bra and hey, the oh, hair back. Yeah. She's wearing too many clothes she's for me to recognize. Clothes. I don't, I don't know who this is. What is this? So, um, uh, Ebony Bridges, uh, the blonde bombshell out of uh, the blonde bombshell out of Australia. Um, yes. One thing I like about her, besides her looks, which obviously I have to mention, but thoroughbred, but. She loves the sport of boxing. I, I I really I really admire that for her too because and actually uh the girl she fought she's like an Australian Rosie Perez, yeah. dude. Let me see. As far as that, uh, Marie Cecilia. Okay, Marie. Fought. Okay, Marie Cecilia, who was the champ going into mm-hmm. this. So, and then um, and this is she's lucky to get a title shot after coming off of her first off. loss. Yeah, exactly. Too. So they so. were grooming her for this too, but um, Emily Bridges, she she took it to her and. Uh, <laughs> What was it was her name again? Uh, Maria Cecilia. Maria Cecilia and Maria Cecilia, where she messed up is fighting Ebony's fight. Yeah, in the center That's of the, the ring, center of the ring, slugging it out. Because Ebony was a bigger, thicker girl, yeah. but yeah, just slugging it out with her bad idea. And I think that's just probably some Mexican heritage up in there. And then so, um, but I like it. I like it because she was able to. Uh, she was able to overcome her loss, and then now she's champion. So she worked hard. She put in. She put in the work to get to where she's at too. So I'm actually really excited to see her. She's. She it, could possibly change the image of female boxing as long as she's straight. <laughs> well, I don't know if that actually changes it. What, like, what do you mean? It's you know every well, I mean, fantasy. That's true. You know, that's true. so right, she right. she might get more if she has a girlfriend, but. <laughs> But uh, but besides all that, I uh, I think everything she she has what it takes to be a superstar as far as looks and as far as talent. I think um, she won the fight, so she's the current champion right now. Right now. Um, another one of the things uh, I liked about her is, of course, her weigh-ins. She's most famous for her weigh-ins. She comes in lingerie. If you guys go ahead. Uh, if you want to take a look at that, but Go right ahead. did you see what she uh, she did this her last way in? No, I didn't. Uh, she came in and gave Eddie Hearn some glasses because he got caught looking and staring at her I, the I last fight. So, yeah. so I thought that was I thought that was kind of clever. Doing a Rogan. Yeah, yeah. But he put the glasses right back in his pocket. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, thank you. All right, yeah. I'm staring, girl. Appreciate I'm, pu- I'm putting this fight on. It's a okay, it's a <laughs> I paid for all this. Yeah, I paid for exactly. all this. Paid for I'm, you. Yeah, I paid. I paid for you. You're gonna give me this. Yes, <laughs> from a distance, safe distance here. Safe distance. So you know, try, trying to keep it with boxing, though. But uh, congratulations, champ. Yep. Uh, hope to see you more in the future. You yeah. know, whether you're coming or going. And, and this is another thing too. She has even has a side business. Instagram following is there now. I'm not saying female boxers need to try to look sexy just to get. Instagram following like the it way helped, hey, it helps. But it may help. Yeah, it, it may it, help. It, it may helps. help. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, even some of the, the, the you can make the best music in the world, but they become Ed Sharon. And it's just yeah. things sometimes doesn't work out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's one of these things where you have to look at it. Now, hell, hell, even Adele lost weight. Yeah. <laughs> Looking bad. And, and uh, she didn't she get in trouble for losing weight or something? I don't know if she got in trouble for losing weight, but yeah. one part of the woke movement tried to say something to her. They're like, No, you gotta be bigger. Like, no. Now we have a uh, Josh Warrington. 
trying to regain his title back against Kiko Martinez. Kiko Martinez is at the end of his run. Man, that's a that's a that's that, a he warrior. was he was really long in the tooth, man. Can we pull up him because I want to I believe he spot everybody from Nomito Denier, possibly Vic Darchinian. Now, this was a slugfest from the get-go. Um Josh Warrington dominated the fight. Yeah. But Kiko Martinez is is a is a seasoned 36-year-old fighter, right? Seasoned. Season. 43 and 11 with 30 KOs, man. 30 KOs. 36 years old, man. And, and then who did he fight before warranting? I forgot. So he fought a uh, kid, Galat. That's Kid Galat, Galahad. Galahad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and knocked him out. And this was supposed to be, at that moment, he's 36, seasoned vet. You're in there in a title shot knowing that they picked your name because they're like, hey, we got to get some names on the resume, right? Because even when, when history looks back at boxing, like if we look at Zab Judah's resume, we're like, oh, he's faced everybody, even uh-huh. if it was at the end of the career, right? Vinny yeah. Pazienza faced Duran twice, but he fought him when he was like in his 40s. Yeah. Right? But it's still on his resume. So this is one of the things where they got Kiko Martinez in his season. He's been all around the world. This is their second fight, too. Yeah. This is a rematch. So, and then he gets the title back, and he did everything he could to try to stand there and slug. But Warrington, man, just came in. He just came in so confident because he beat him the first time. Well, even though he beat him to a, it was a majority, yeah. it was a majority decision. But at the same time, it's like he he's a little long in the tooth, man. Yeah. And then he yeah. he's gotten beat up. He's been through a lot of wars, man. That stuff wears on you, man. You can only you can only go so long, man. Yeah, and, and like in the when the cards were dealt, he probably wasn't he wasn't supposed to get the title back and be even be there because I'm pretty sure the money the bigger money fight would have been Galahad versus Warrington overall, but. Josh Warrington, this is a guy who I've, I see him tear through everybody, and then he has that one loss, right? And he just didn't look like himself. But this time, he was back to the same Josh Warrington. But I don't know if it's because you're in there knowing that you could beat this guy and get your title back, because you didn't get it from the guy you beat, or you lost it to, right? And can you look that up who you lost it to? I want to say it's Kid Galahad, but I don't remember. Um, no, Mauricio Lara. That's right, Mauricio Lara. Um, and that's one of these ones, that was the only one where he just didn't look like the same fighter. Not throwing a lot of punches, not smothering them, not getting all over them. He did a Kiko Martinez easy. So I want to see Warrington get in there against rematch, preferably. Against or, Kiko Martinez? No, no. Against uh, oh. who he lost to, uh, Mauricio Lore. Mauricio Lore. Uh, Kiko, I think it's time to just hang it up. I think he's done. I, th- I, he, he, I mean, realistically, he could get some probably decent money if he still fights. Yeah. Um, if he did his money right, he should. So, uh, Mauricio Laura, they did uh, fight again, but the uh, accidental head uh, right. head clash, it was stopped on the uh, second fight in the second round, too. Right. So, um, that's what stopped that. So, stopped that fight. And that was in uh, – that was last year, last year too. Okay. Late last year. Yeah, last year was crazy. It was weird because that was a weird – for boxing, we had some decent fights, but still, it still kind of just went under the rug because no crowds, really. Yeah. Right? So, Josh Wharton – Josh Warrington has got one belt on him. He he never made our top pound for pound list yet. Um, but I do like him. I do like him. I, you know how I feel about British boxing. Yeah. I love everything that they offer there. So I love I love how they not necessarily travel, but I love how they uh they really sell out their stadiums and they love their fighters, man. They do. They and I and I actually have something to say about that yes. uh, later on. Okay. Uh would you how, I want you to grade Josh Warrington's performance? Overall, with this one here in Kiko Martinez, I, I give him a B. I, that's what, I, I I'm right B. there. With, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Just because Kiko Martinez was a tough guy, but it, it was still um, somewhat of easy work with a little risk there. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go into this next one here. It was a great, the son of a legend, right? Tim Tazu. Okay. It, just like his dad, style, swag, everything. 
He just doesn't have the rat tail, right? Uh, Terrell Gasha. Gasha? 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 Gasha. Gasha. Ah, brother, man, I should have known that one. <laughs> uh, so, Terrell Gasha. This is a guy we've seen him for years. Tough vet, right? Yep. Been around. This is a good test for Tim Tazoo. Tim Tazoo's been talking a lot of noise on that island about what he's going to do to this 154-pound division, right? Now, I saw the whole fight, and it was a lot of the same things. Terrell Gachet stood there and let him fight, and let him hit on him, right? He was, he was kind of a punching bag, but he fought back. Um, but with Tim Tazoo, he got knocked down early in the first round. And Terrell Gachet had a lot of moments where he, he disrupted his rhythm, gave him some problems. And this, for his first debut in America, I don't think it was the best performance from Tim Tazoo, for, at least for the highlights I've seen. Yeah. And he's they're trying so hard to keep his name in this conversation with the other names, and I'm not sure it's if he's, he's it's, ready for it's, it's because of his name. Name alone is why they're trying to keep yes. him in there. It's the reason why, you know, we're sitting here watching – I forgot what I was just watching a second ago. Oh, I was watching the ESPN yeah. Plus, and Nico Ali Walsh is over here. You know, he's yeah. three, he's you know, three, three four, and all and stuff like that. And it's just like he's mentioned because he's Ali's grandson. So, you know, a lot of times when you have these uh, when you have these legacy fighters, they're always going to just – yeah. How much did uh, Martin uh, Chavez Jr. get paid his first fight? You know, yeah, right. more than anybody else in their, their pro debut. So a lot of when you have lineage like that, a lot of people are going to look at you a little bit different and keep you up to the sudden. There's also expectation once you know do you your think they, uh, family's established. Do you think they Adonis created Nico Walsh? You think it was just Nico Walsh, and then it was like, hey, no, 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 to be Ali Walsh, Ali Walsh. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you say Nico Ali Walsh, right? Yeah, yeah. You say you say Nico Ali Walsh. You don't say Nico Walsh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the only, that's how you get that recognition in there. My girl, we were sitting here watching. We, we was on here going in the background, and she goes, "Hey, I've seen all of his fights." <laughs> but no, but no, but yeah, serious, that's yeah. hey, she knows that Nico Ali Walsh. That's that's the thing about it too. That's and that's what catches right on. Yeah, no, but that that's exactly why they do it. Donna's Creed. You need that legacy, that yeah, name that alone. Legacy. You hear those, and it takes you back. When it you does. Hear, yeah. It does right off the bat. It's crazy because of that too. Like for his fights coming up, he gets you get his granddad highlights and then his highlights. No, for real, that's <laughs> exactly just, what it, it is. Shows a legacy. That's what mm -hmm. it is right there. So Tim Tazoo. Oh, can you see if he, if they got the ranks updated on there? Because I know he he's supposed to be the who's the WBO champion for one thing before. I think it's it's Brian Casano. I already know the answer. Sorry. So he's supposed to be the number one contender after for the WBO only after this uh, Charlo Castano fight, right? Now, mm -hmm. those two guys have become another... They're almost a target status to where this is names that people are mentioning to fight. Because Jamel Charlo, he can sell some seats. Uh, Castano, he's just good. Um, but Tim Tazoo, off of what I've seen, he's not ready for either one of them boys. Not at, at all. Not at all. At all. Keep you, there's more people. There's more people in there uh, to go against. There's Erickson Lubin. There's Liam Smith, BP Smith. You know, there's Tony Harrison that you can still get by. There's a lot of names that's, uh, that you can still go against uh, to he's, pad that record. I had a vision. He's gonna fight one of those three fighters you just named. I bet you. I guarantee it. Oh, or he's gonna end up. They um, he might. Ah, that would suck. But they might put a uh, throw uh, Brian Perella at him. Watch. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all because they God, actually, leave him alone. They had him in the list on Showtime uh -huh. when they were talking about it, so that's a possibility. Anytime you see that happens, that means they're in the mix as a possible opponent, just mainly for ticket sales, probably. But he ain't ready for any of the, for for those top champs. Where's Jared Swift heard? Huh? Where, 
Remember, he he lost on the Jake. Didn't he lose on the Jake Paul card? Is what it was. Yeah, no, he lost on the Mayweather card when Mayweather fought Logan Paul, and we ain't seen him since because he lost to Sabeda. Damn. Not even went from top ten to not mention that at all. all. Damn, Man. that hurts. That hurts. Man, that's crazy. This was not even a year ago. See, that's boxing. It's a cold game, man. It's it a cold game. It's dang. You, we forget about fighters faster than rappers. For real, and then we cover this. That's the crazy That's thing the about it, too. About, yeah. It's just like whatever happened to him. You shouldn't have lost on a Logan Paul card <laughs> and a Logan and a Mayweather card. That's what happened. You shouldn't have lost on that one. So Tim Tzu, I don't know if he's. I don't think he should be a number one WBO contender. If his if his team is smart, they won't rush him into it, and they'll get him in there against like a, a Beefy Smith. Or a Tony Harrison. Because those are good, legit tests. And yep. if he handles them, then I'll believe it. Then I'll believe it. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I'll definitely believe it. Now, this one here, I feel like we should go into Memoriam. Because uh, this is a tough one. Because I like the guy. I really like the guy. It was, is, it, is it Softy Miguel? Miguel Burchelt. Yeah. Uh, versus, oh, I'm sorry. It's Jeremiah. I want to say Nakatomi, but I know that's diehard. No, 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 you're thinking of Nakatomi talent, yeah. but it's actually quite like that. So it's, it's Nakatalia or something. Nakatalia. Nakatalia. Um, versus Miguel Burchell. Um He called him out from the beginning. He said that Miguel Burchell has not is not the same person that he has been since he got knocked out by Oscar Valdez last year. Nope. And he said he's going to come forward and he's going to fight him. Yeah. Miguel Burchell has the second highest connect percentage and output in boxing. Not in his weight class. In boxing. In boxing. That's crazy. And those numbers are down. For Dwindled. Sure. Plummeted. Like like the housing crisis, right? You say, what did, what did uh, Tim Bradley say? <laughs> he said it, when he fought Provodikov, he'd never been hit harder in his life. And he had to fight back for that. And... It, and that it changed him forever. He's never been the he same. He said he couldn't take the punches the same yes. and all that kind of same. He got outworked. Yes. He got outworked by a boxer who's not as good as him. Not nearly as good as him. Not nearly. I, I nearly couldn't give you the exact number on the odds. I think he was a nine to one underdog or something, kind something. of like that. And even me knowing those odds, I still couldn't like in my head. I still couldn't put money on him. To like, I'd be like, as an underdog, no, I get because I'm like, Miguel Burchell's coming off a loss. He should, like, you got knocked out. You was coming back on Oscar Valdez, and then he, you got caught. He's like, you, you didn't walk. just, you didn't, he didn't just box you up and then, and then hit you. You got caught. There's always the punches you don't see. He, he beat him on every aspect. He, he, he took, he came in with a game plan. Yeah. He came, came in with a game plan, and it worked, and it worked to perfection. And then he just happened to get the knocked out. Because he yeah. was up enough rounds to yeah. where he could have won it by decision. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about I, Oscar. I don't know Valdez. if it was the corner of the ref who stopped it. One of the, I think it was the corner who stopped the fight. Hold on, hold on. Let's let, uh, okay. So Nakatahi, he gets the W. The corner, the ref stopped it from the corner uh, after the sixth round. Yes, correct. So he gets the he gets the win. I don't want to take that away from him, but the story here is not him. And and I and and I say that because I want to give him his flowers, hit what he's due, and he got that. He's the second. Was that that's his third loss, right? Yeah. That's, yes. That's no, a, that was that was his yes yeah, third loss. Yeah. That's his third. That's his third loss. Because he had one loss. Going and so, because even like listening to him talk, he was just like, "Hey, look who I lost to. I lost to Oscar Valdez, and he took that. And he was just like, now I'm revigorated. Yeah. I'm getting back in this. You know, I'm excited. I'm you know, I'm a change of fire. Now, it, this is another thing I wanted to bring up. So. 
we always talk about the type of fighters who are they after they lose after they become champion like those are the, those are two things yep. and then one of the biggest things that i always know cuz there i don't think there's any right or wrong answer is this is a new corner he got he got a new he got a new head trainer he got a new head trainer so you lost and you got a new trainer and you looked way worse, worse. way worse like no confidence in there stiff if you if look look cuz if you say if you say i took my loss like a man and i lost to a fighter like oscar valdez what's the need to train to change the corner like look at who you lost to yeah, that's no. not nearly your core fault deeper going on yeah yeah we might, we might need to lay him down and sit and talk about his father or something. I don't know. <laughs> because you are 100% on that one. You nailed it. And he had one round where we saw him. Yeah. It was the fifth round. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And then and Jeremiah Nakatayo just took so, it away. So it was crazy. It was crazy. Is like I looked at it and like I watched this already knowing what was going to happen. And then so I'm looking at it and I'm like – Wait a minute, he's coming back. How is this going to stop the next round? Yeah. And I thought I was just going to see something where he was punished. He was beat, but he wasn't punished. But I didn't see it in his eyes when they stopped it. Yeah. He was just, he was kind of like, "Oh no, don't stop it. No, Why did you yeah. stop? Why did you stop it?" When they knocked the when he knocked that mouthpiece out of his mouth. Okay, so in recent memory, that, and that's when we were, we started watching that together. In recent memory, we've seen hundreds of mouthpieces get knocked out. Some spit out. I ain't never seen somebody say like, "Hey, I need my mouthpiece in there." Like, no, you keep fighting. You keep fighting. You yeah. keep fighting. Oscar Valdez had a broke jaw when he fought Scott Scott Quick. Yep. Josh Warrington had a broke jaw yes. and they, 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 you know, cut, uh, sustained earlier and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, bro, this, this is your this is the sport where your mouthpiece gets knocked out. It's part of the. It's, it's part. Yeah. It's part of the thing. But the fact that you stop, like. I'd be a little. I'd, like I'd, I'd be a little up in arms. Like he, st- he Nathan still got the win, mm-hmm. but I'd be a little up in arms. Like, hey man, you're giving this time, dude, time to rest. I forgot what fighter we watched where he spit out his mouthpiece like four or five times. Yeah, I don't remember too. I know what you're talking about. I know yeah, he spit out his mouthpiece four or five times, and he. And I don't think he. Yeah, and then he, he, the ref even. He's like, you do it again, we're going to disqualify. And I think they even stopped. They even stopped the fight just because he was getting beat so dramatically and drastically and stuff like that. But Miguel Burchell. It, it's <laughs> the viciousness of the sport. I mean, he was a champion at lightweight. Um, 13 months ago. Yep. Uh, lost to Valdez. Went up in weight to 135. Went up to super light. Uh, went up to, no, he was uh, super featherweight. Yeah. Then uh, fought a lightweight. Was a champion. Then went to, Thir- yeah, yeah. 13 so, months ago, his iPhone rang with a phone call from the president of Mexico and Julio, Sa- Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. Yep. He got that phone call 13 months ago. Same beat Oscar Valdez. I don't think anybody's calling now, that's for sure. But, like, just to think, that's on your psyche. Like, this is one of these things where if you got the right people around you, they'll get you to talk to the right person, even if whether it's a professional help or just that group of guys that need to shoot the shit with you. When it's cold outside. Hey, it's a cold. It's a vicious, vicious game, man. It is, bro. It is. It is. Vicious and game. it's crazy because, like, we're talking about him like he's not even here anymore. But this is one of these things. Can do you think he can bounce back from it? I mean, he can. He but can't. I don't think so. I don't think he will. I don't think so. I think at this point, he should really consider. He should consider maybe hanging it up because what I saw in there was not someone who was just defeated, but less than a shell of himself. Yeah. He he wasn't even exactly. Like, yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. And from everything from the ring walk into the ring, the whole thing was bad for him, except for that one round. So, Especially if you know who you are, man. Like, that output, that, it's like that was your 
That was your trademark. You was out there. You went out there to throw a lot of punches. When you come out there, you don't see it. You're just like, dude, you're not confident in yourself. You know, and because he's been, if I was his, see, if I was his manager and he's Mexican, what is what I do is I would, I would pay a little bit, arrange some kind of bar fight thing, let him come in and be the hero, get his confidence back in some bar in Mexico, back right back on top, baby. You know what I'm saying? And because it's in Mexico, we can add it to his record. You know what I'm saying? Now, Miguel Bruchel, man, oh, I just want to see the guy do good for himself. Of course, I love the guy. I love him. I love watching him in the sport of boxing. It's been fun and entertaining. But he's at he's really at a critical point. I think. Where it's it's just like left or right, and I think if he if he goes right and continues boxing at this same path, it's going to end very bad for him, and he can get for and then he can make his career worse, where he's no longer in conversation. For like I don't know if I I could be wrong. I think what I saw is um this should have been like a bounce back fight for him, correct? Yes. I want to say that Daniel was ranked thirty fifth in that weight class. And this is another thing too, where there's a part. So of it was supposed I'm, to be somebody who was technically supposed to be a layup for him to so, get him back in the running. Because I thought at first when I was watching this fight, I was getting mad. I was like, I was getting mad at top rank. I was getting mad at Bob Arum. Even though we want to see good matchups, like how? Why would you put him in here with this guy? Like, like, like Nakatai doesn't deserve a shot, right? Yeah. It, 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 this is just uh, brainwashing, programming and stuff from from the elite in boxing, basically. Hey, but you know what though? This is the beauty of sports too. This is the beauty of sports yeah, because it's like we can talk yeah. all we want. I started accusing him of being racist. You know and all what? This hey, look, 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 check this out though. You know what? I, I get alerts on everything. I, I It's tough for me to say commanders. Uh, so on all the Washington commanders, I get all the alerts. Mock draft this. Mock draft that. You know, you sit there and you watch all these things. And you're just like, there's like 80 commentators up here. And none of you guys know anything at all at all all. and we are in that same boat (laughs) exactly we are in that same boat like we get some right Uh, we have an idea we have an idea (laughs) but the beauty but the beauty of boxing is just like there's another man in there that they're fighting against and i don't know what his i don't know what buster douglas you know say mom you're on your deathbed i'm gonna beat i'm gonna beat mike tyson or Muhammad George Muhammad Ali beating George Foreman, you yeah. know Oscar Valdez. He said beating Miguel the rope though, My plan was to stand there and get beat until I could beat him. Look, like, look, that's bro, a horrible plan, look, but it worked. Look, like so, it's not it's not up to us to yeah, fight. We true. can give our opinions, but we don't know until they fight. And this is the reason why, on paper, on paper, like you know, you've seen it. Who what was it? Uh, Atlanta was supposed to beat New England. You saw how that you saw how that happened. So and that's the reason. Hey, that's the reason why. That's the reason why you uh, you fight and you play the game. It's the hurt business. Now, this next one here, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna speak to it properly, but I'm not gonna have too much joy in this. So when I first got this in a text, in my it, it, from a quote from the house historian from my pops, it says I can't stand the guy, but nobody wants this sad wants it to happen like this. It's sad and wasted town. And I'm talking about Adrian Boner. Um, he was hospitalized earlier in the year. He hospitalized himself for rehab. Um, I didn't. It didn't say what his flavor of the month was, but it, it did. He didn't look good. And for everybody who knows, I, I give. There's no fighter, nobody else in this world I give more crap to, except Adrian Boner, right? But this is one of these things where I, I love the guy as much as I hate him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, I hate Kanye, bro, but I love Boner as much as I hate him yeah. because the talent and skill that I saw in this dude. It's insane. I saw I saw one of those oh, I saw man. one of those things. It's just like uh, I think I saw it on Facebook like a couple years ago. And it was like, "What's a hill in boxing that you will stand on no matter what?" And I and usually I I I, I love those concepts. And I come here and I tell you and we'll discuss it. And I say and I tell this to everybody: 
Chavez Jr. and Adrian Broner, talent-wise, blows everybody out of the water. It's just, yeah, this... I stand on, I stand I stand on that, I stand that, that, but that is talent. Yes. That's talent. That's not discipline. That's not work That's not record. That's not, that's not none, of that. none of that. That is straight just, talent. When God right? touched them They're like, and gave them the talent yeah. skill, just raw, like, yeah. And that's one of those things. That's what makes it so upset. That's what makes Chavez so funny of a joke. And that's what why I give Boner so much stuff is yeah. because th- when I saw this guy up until that Medina fight where things just, everything kind of, shit, have never wanted to be a rapper. That's what it was yeah. probably. But right there, I was like, this dude has everything to do what Mayweather can and better. It's just, he just has to, you know, if they would have just gave power. He had a knockout power. If they would have gave Hitler that scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For real. Everything about this dude was so good. But it's that was another th- that was another thing that I uh, forgot to bring up when we talked about Miguel Burchell, man, because uh, we were bringing up Adrian Broner, but he was never the same after the Maidana fight. After he got hit, yeah. he was gun shy. We saw that. We saw that with Miguel Burchell, man, just gun shy, man. He's just like, look, uh, and it's easy for me to say yeah. this on the side of the microphone. Yes, yes. It, it, it's you know it's. You know, everyone, every, like, you're standing next to there, there's so many times where I sit there and I look at commentating and I'm like, yo, man, me and you could skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith this and hot take it all the time. But then that wouldn't be us. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be us. It's just like, so it's easy for me to, you know, to say that here. Yes. But you as a professional know what your business consists of. And if you're gun shy about getting knocked out or getting hit, look, the, the thing is, the thing is, I don't, I don't know about you guys. Me personally, when it comes to anything competitive, I hate losing more than I like winning. Yeah, I know. I'm a winner. I'm used to winning. Yeah. But there's de- the but, but but listen, but if you beat me, you gave it your all yeah. because you're not just going to beat me and I'm not and I and look, I'm empty in the clip. Yeah. I'm empty in, like <laughs> I am out on I am dying on my shield. That's how it is. It's, look, look, what am I making? If you make a girl come in 30 seconds, you tell her, run it back. Yeah, look, 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 <laughs> run it back. Check this out. Check this out. What am I? Um, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. One of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. When Mr. Beast was beating this dude into <laughs> the ground. Like, if you yeah. Kung Fu Hustle, you guys, look it up. It's one of the greatest. It's one of the funniest. It's one of the funniest yeah. Kung Fu flicks ever. Whatever. Mr. Beast is beating Stephen Chow into the ground, like literally into the ground. And what does Stephen Chow do? He picks up a little stick and hits him in the forehead. Like it's just like it's a the stick is a damn near a twig. Yeah. But it's just like that's how I fight. It's just like you beat me, but hey, I got that. I got that one little lick in, man. That's what that's what happens. That's it. So it, it's. Uh, all prayers up to Adrian Broner, man. Yeah. The fact that he checked himself in and he didn't have to have an intervention like yeah. uh, <laughs> like what's his face on Hangover yeah. Three. <laughs> gotta host he's, my own intervention. Yeah, yeah. gotta host his own intervention. So hopefully he gets the help he deserves. Um, don't know if we're ever gonna see him back in boxing. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I, like, doubt it. Um, I don't. And he doesn't have the swag. He would have to change a lot of his personality even get into commentating. But hopefully mm-hmm. he finds his way back into sports somehow. We'll see. Maybe he can get into making change or something. I'm yeah, not sure. Hey. He can, if I, I, can see, him, I can see, I can see. Hey, he's I, in the right, right boat. I think he would He did his own OnlyFans. He should come out with his own ED medication. Broner's boners, you know. Uh, I should. That I actually saved. has a ring to it. I should have saved that one. You, you should have. I know. Now this next one here is it's technically boxing. Well, it has a swing in it, but the internet's been killing a lot of people we've seen over these years since we and you have done the show. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the internet overkill to where it's like, eh, right? I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. it's just it, like you gotta be over it. Yeah. This is 
Is it because it's a black on black crime? No, it's not because it's, it's right. black on black. It's no? just like we, we as a nation, and actually, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this too. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way here and then come back to it. We have a problem in America with oversaturation, yes. with literally everything. everything. Yes. We're the most obese country. Yes. We. Do you remember back in when we were younger? Yes. If a movie came out in theaters, it took like two years for it to come to VHS or DVD. Right. Now you forgot about it. You forget. You <laughs> yeah. forgot about it. He's like, oh, I love this. Now the movie's back out in like four months after it leaves. Thing, and then the thing is, and what we talked about with UK and Britain and all this kind of, you know, their their fighters is they can sell out Wembley Stadium. They love. They like us with America. They sing songs not even we, related to boxing. We go. We have so much, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, MMA. Like, we have so much oversaturation. We don't get to enjoy, yeah. you know, yeah. everything like that. And I, I think that's what it is. So, same with the internet. Yeah. Everybody has their take and has their opinion. So, if you guys don't know, we're talking about the Will Smith and Chris Rock, uh, you know, the slap her around the world. And in, in, in the first That's the first time I can think of I've hours, ever heard I don't know if I've ever heard Will Smith cuss before. In movies. Are we sure? Yeah, man, Bad Boys. Okay, that's the only one. All right, that's right. Bad nah, Boys. man, we got more. I'm pretty sure he could. Oh, man, Hancock, bro. Okay, 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 okay. Done. Yeah. And that that's probably it, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the the thing about, okay. Now, we, we, we gave praise to the internet and the meme gods when, when we saw what happened to Nate Robinson. When we saw yeah. what happened to Tyron Woodley even. This time, I think we got to lay off some people. We got to, well, not even just lay off some people. We're a little bit overstaffed. Just everything, anything I open up, whether it's a, whether it's Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Facebook, yes. whether it's yes. your friends sending you stuff. It was like, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired yeah. of hearing it. Now, and was the slap justified? I think there's something deeper. I think, no, really no, no, no. I'm asking you first was the slap justified? Based from what, after knowing the whole story of with what's going on with Jada and seeing her reaction after the joke, there's a part of me that says yes, but then there's another part of me that's fucking Chris, it's Chris Rock. He's joking. You know he's joking. Now, this is like, um, remember the movie Guess Who with Ashley Kutcher and Bernie Mac? Yeah. They're sitting at the dinner table. Everybody's uh -huh. yeah, laughing. laughing. Everybody's and laughing. I'm going to kill this cracker. And then you say that one joke, and it was like, <laughs> you know, Look, and right. everything stopped. Well... And that kind of well, happened. You actually made my point. He was not justified. Yeah. He's a comedian. This is comedy. They do this every year. Nobody's off limits. He didn't go out there and do a 30-minute segment about Jada Pickett. He gave her one bar. He gave her one bar. That's what – because the thing is, it's – Not it's, one hey, white hey, person so, slapped so Richard Gervais when he called them all out. So, listen. The thing is, where does it stop? It's kind of it's like uh, – what do we just go through? COVID. Yes. Where does it stop? Once you once you take away one thing, it's just like where does it stop, man? This is the reason why Dave Chappelle is the goat. Yeah. Does he does he go up there and uh, do that if it's Dave Chappelle? Nope. Probably not. not. Nah. nah. So, then, but not. the thing is, though, but just like Dave, I don't think it was this last stand up, but it one before, and he was just like, "Dude, you can't say that." He's like, "Who is that?" That's you guys. Yeah. You can't say it. And 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 they. They we've created this cancel culture where everything is off limits. Then where's the artistic expression? Yeah, and, I, and look, I don't have no artistic expression except for on this. I guess that is artistic expression. <laughs> so I just contradicted myself. Yeah. But at the same time, is look, 
If he said that to anybody else, he's laughing. Will Smith laughed himself before he looked over. Sometimes you got to take that L. Sometimes look, you got to take that look, L. Peyton Manning killed Kevin Durant for a whole segment at the ESPYs. He was upset. He didn't go up there and slap Peyton Manning. It's Peyton Manning, though, man. That right arm, man. Probably knock him out. <laughs> no, nah, no, it wouldn't, man. Kevin Durant has that reach, man. That's true. He's Keep a seven footer, bro. He's a seven footer, man, with like seven, six wingspan. On bro. his toes, he's dunking down. Look, look so it, it's no. Nobody's no. off limits, man. No. It's it's for the sake of it. Why are you going? Why are you there? Everybody's off. Look, if you go to a comedy show and you sit front row, that's you your, are you, asking that's for your it. risk right there. That's a you are at an awards. Is is this the first Emmys yeah, or right? Oscars or whatever it is? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. Every no. year, this is what it is. They get a comedian to bring jokes and entertainment because they know the viewership is going down. Hey, so they got to get someone hey. edgy that's going to cross the line. Y'all killed. I saw something earlier today. It was like, y'all killed Whitney Houston. I saw that. When she was going through the drugs. Mm -hmm. Y'all didn't talk about R. Kelly with the kid. It's just. Yep. And yeah, no. That's crazy because uh, all celebrities they always find them dead in, uh, you know, motels. But with this one too, the one, the two memes that one that I, that I think is possibly the stem root of it is, you know, when they talk about. Him and his open relationship and everybody that's – I'm a little upset that I haven't been with Jada because I, <laughs> I need to get to read on the phone. I need to get this mixtape dropped. I'm going to get in. Uh -huh. So and this is one of these things like what's really going on, bro? What's yeah. really going on? Because I don't think it's him that you're mad at because now you want to stick up for her, you know? Yeah. And then the other one was, you know, if it was Tupac, Tupac would have shot him. The funniest one was um, he slapped Pookie for getting back on crap. <laughs> that was the funniest one. Now, let's move on from this celebrity nonsense and talk about what's going on in the world with Ukraine and Russia. The best thing about it so far is that Usyk has been permitted to leave so he can train for the Anthony Joshua fight. Also, I think the minister of Ukraine or something like that said, he doesn't need my permission to do this, so I don't understand why you're doing fake news. He, he took that. but yeah. so Somebody's lying in there. So, well, well, one thing that, that interests me about that was Lomachenko turned down a fight to stay and fight, but Usyk turn down war to have a fight yeah so i i, I don't know what they I, i'm not going to speculate on any of that kind of thing i'm going to say that uh i think uh klitschko brothers might have had a little pull in uh this man being able to leave right now you think so i i think either whether they if let's say if Usyk couldn't leave they would they had probably talked to the right people to get him out or the other one was like what are you doing here man we don't need you this looks good that you came Go go. If go, it was, go, go. Because the thing we is, I think both of them Get made. The, I think both of them made the decision to go yeah. fight for war. Mm -hmm. Now, if it, I think it was both of their decisions whether they could leave or not. Now, Vasily Lomachenko turned down the George Cambosos fight. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I was going next with this. And yeah. I would actually rather see that than an Anthony Joshua. Uzik. Alexander Uzik fight. Because I think it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same. Be the same results, My bro. personal opinion is going to be the same result. I, I think. He, I think he's just that. He's that Pacquiao or Bradley. He's that guy who just has your number. I think. It, uh, not even just your number, dude. He's a better fighter overall. I think he's it, a better fighter overall. I think we if discovered were, Anthony Joshua was not as good as we thought. I think he's as good as we thought. I just didn't think Usyk would move up to be this good of a heavyweight. Right, that's <laughs> like, true, yeah, because like, I thought so, he'd be lower the size. So is, yeah, but no, he is not. He proved that, hey, no, I'm the right size and I'm the right boxer. And the thing that makes Usyk so scary, it's not about the money with him. It's uh, not about the money. 
It's not about the money nope, at all. He's fighting fight. for legacy. It's beautiful. Right. Exactly. Now, as you mentioned, Lomachenko turning down the Camboso fight. Shout out to George Cambosa and their team for getting this Devin Haney fight. Because the offer was, you take the same offer as Lomachenko or no deal. It's no deal, right? Because Devin Haney, he's good. Really good, right? But mm-hmm. he, him and Shakur Stevens are at this you know, this early stage where they they at crossroads. They can go any direction. Um and David Haney's really good, man. For turning pro at 17. For him, and now he's gonna have to travel to Australia to go against George Camboso, who's really good also, right? Now, one thing with George Camboso, I think, as that fight happens coming up on June 5th, is this isn't a guy, he wasn't a road warrior to get his title. He didn't have to go fight all these places. He had one fight outside of Australia and got it. Yep. So he's going right back home. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think this is one of these ones where Jeff Horn can do it. Why can't I? Why can't I? Exactly, right? And then, and Devin Haney, man, I hope he doesn't get too overconfident, but we'll see how this goes. Well, Devin Haney, that you know, as far as my personal opinion, jury's still out. Yeah, I, I don't, agree. I don't, I don't believe him. Yeah, I don't believe him, and I, and I don't want to say he's not a talent. I just, I just don't believe him yet. That's how I felt with Logics when he first dropped. I was like, he's dope. He's, I'm just not sure. I'm just him. not. I'm just not sure. The fights that he's supposed to dominate, he just doesn't do as well. He doesn't yeah. dominate like he was. He gets hit too many times like I want. So he's like an immature Demetrius Andrade when it comes to fighting. Kind of style wise, he, he doesn't have crazy knockout power, but he's super fast, super good. But he still doesn't really know his own style. It seems like I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. We got we got to wait until that fight comes up. We got Caleb Plant versus Anthony Durrell announced as well. That's coming up soon. Not I didn't see that. Not against not Benavides, which is good because from what I've everything I've read, this is supposed to be leading up to a Benavides Plant clash. And I got Caleb Plant all day on that one. But we'll talk about it. I reserve the right to make my pick till the fight's made. Understand. Now, this next one here, we're going to go through before we start making some picks. We got, we got a little bit of time, right? Uh, we got Errol Spence versus Ugas. The odds. So $100 on... You have to bet $200. $100 gets you $275 if Ugas wins. Negative $300 for Spence. This is one I question. So Shakur's the favorite. So you got to bet, bet $270 to get $100. For Shakur Stevenson against Oscar Valdez. Shakur is the, the favorite? Is, isn't that a little disrespectful? That's real disrespectful. That's right. This should be a 50-50 wow. fight, if anything. Yeah. And I think that can change the mindset of a fighter. Canelo coming in at, uh, you got to bet 360 to get 100 bucks with Canelo versus Bivol here. Now we have Erickson Lubin versus Sebastian Fundora coming up. That's probably going to be the best fight this weekend. Um Sebastian Fedora, these are two PBC guys. Erickson Lubin is a guy just dying, fighting, trying to get back into that main event spot, and he finally got it here against Sebastian Fedora. So we'll see because he's actually going up. He's going to be going up against Ryan Garcia as far as for slot times because they both are fighting. Ryan Garcia, it went from talking about Tevin Farmer to Emmanuel Tago, and I'm pretty sure they just made this guy up. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But some fights to look forward to, man. But we'll see how it goes. We got, we got any, you got any last thoughts on this one? On what? On any of these, any of these odds here. But that Valdez, Stevenson, sits wrong with me. No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. My spirit, like, and that's one thing is like, I'm just not, I'm not, yeah, and it's, I'm not in, I'm not in this fight. But I'm like, don't put me that big of an underdog. I mean, as a, as a favorite or something like that. But the thing is, talking to Shakur Stevenson, I love, I loved what he, um, I was watching the interview before. 
before we I just, just watched yeah, this, yeah, 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 before we watched the last fight. And then he put himself as the number one fighter. He's talking about like Dylan, Dylan, hey, because he spits hot fire. Because right. and, and then like I understand his, I understand his logic because he went from not accolades. He said as far as fighter, he's far as hit, not get hit, being dominant. It, that's been proven. Like he had his fights that he has, he has been dominant. I think it was him, Terrence Crawford. Um, I think it was uh, Canelo Alvarez. Then it was like Tank and some and somebody else as far as his top five. But then they asked him, "Is he pound for pound? Is he in the top pound for pound?" And he said, Sometimes "And he you. said he said no." And I love so that, broke. you know. So you know, because I'm glad you mentioned that because we're gonna wait till after that fight before we do a pound for pound list because that's gonna put like us right. That. In the, that's gonna put us right halfway through the year, yep. and we're gonna wait for that because as of right now, he's not mentioned at all in that nope. top ten. Power not even countless. not even Oscar Valdez is mentioning that. Is yeah. he? Is it? But this is one of the things. Stevenson beats Valdez. He makes a list. Yeah. Valdez beats Stevenson. He jumps the list to me. You know what I'm saying? Like he goes, like if Stevenson wins, I got him eight, nine, ten. I'm happy, right? If Valdez wins, I'm talking four, five. So six. the thing is, how can you put Valdez up there when Stevenson's younger, has half the fights, and he's not as accomplished as him? I, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like that's exactly. It's kind, it's kind, no, but it's kind of like when Terrence Crawford beat Sean Porter. Yeah. Like, how can you have him, you know, jump so high? He doesn't have a belt. He's not, you know, he's a decorative. He's a name, and yeah. that's literally it. That, well, see, that's the thing too, because Valdez, he doesn't get. I feel like he probably doesn't get the respect and props he should deserve because mm-hmm. he he starts off slow. He has close fights. Stevenson's been so dominant, yeah. so dominant, and this is, should be coming in the favor like that. I think if Valdez beats him, being as seasoned as a fighter as he is. It kind of bumps him up a notch because then with the past forms I saw from uh, my man uh, Josh Taylor, I'm bumping Josh Taylor back if if Valdez gets that win. He's I can see that. I can. You know I, I understand that. All right, but we'll talk about that as we get closer to it, though. All right, now give us the definition of edging again. If you don't know edging, look it up. It's amazing. <laughs> Nobody wants definition. to tell you why discipline is so important. Discipline is the strongest form of self-love, is ignoring current pleasures for bigger rewards to come. It's loving yourself enough to give yourself everything you've ever wanted. Edgy. I'm out. Cheers!